This is Radio Romania International. You are listening to our one-hour broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa. We can also be heard on the Internet at www.rri.ro channel 1. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and other social media platforms. Our programs are also available on TuneIn and via satellite Eurosat 16A on 11.512MHz vertical polarization, azimuth 16 degrees east, symbol rate 29,950 mega per second, standard DVB-S2, modulation 8PSK, audio PID 510. We wish you good reception conditions. Hello, this is Daniel Bilz with the news, the headlines. The government in Bucharest has endorsed an emergency ordinance providing for a 30 euros pay rise for state employees starting August the 1st, Labour Minister Marius Budai has announced. Draft laws on the reform of Romania's education system could be submitted to the government in early September, Minister Sorin Campanu has announced. And Romania's football champions, CFR Cluj and runners-up FCSP, have qualified for the next stage of Europa Conference League. The government in Bucharest has endorsed an emergency ordinance providing for a 30 euros pay rise for state employees starting August 1. Labour Minister Marius Budai has announced adding that the raise is only one-fourth of the level stipulated in Law 153 for the year 2022 and it accounts for 2 billion lei of the state budget. According to Boudet, almost 1 million out of the 1.2 million state employees will benefit from the new ordinance. The medical personnel and several other categories had already benefited from the aforementioned paid rise. Draft laws on the reform of Romania's education system could be submitted to the government in early September, Minister Sorin Kumpanu has announced. The minister says that upon public debates over the documents, almost 1,500 amendments, which are to be assessed by experts with the ministry, have been submitted. We recall that representatives of the teaching staff Students, parents and society have called for the extension of the period of debate, but the Ministry turned down the proposal. We'll have more on this after the news. Romania's exports of drinks have increased by 52% in the first five months of 2022, up to 108 million euros, the National Institute for Statistics has announced. Between January and May this year, Romania's imports of beverages grew by 45%, up to 251 million euros, which resulted in a trade deficit of 143 million euros. According to papers in Bucharest, the most sought-after drink is the Romanian version of the French cognac. The demand for this product has significantly increased on markets in Europe, 
the United States of America and Japan. Romania's football champions, CFR Cluj, qualified for the groups of Europa Conference League after a 1-0 home win on Thursday against Slovenian side NK Maribor in the playoffs. The first game in Slovenia ended in a goalless draw. FCSB, runner-up in the Romanian Championship, have also qualified after a 3-1 away win against their Norwegian opponents. Another Romanian side, Universitatea Craiova, was eliminated in the playoffs by the Israeli side Hapoel Bersheva during the penalty shootout. Lots will be drawn for the competition's next stage today in Nyon, France. The Romanian tennis player, seventh-seeded Simona Halep, will be up against an opponent from the qualifying round of the US Open the year's last Grand Slam tournament. Halep last year made it to the round of 16 of the aforementioned competition, her best performance being in 2015 when she played in the semi-finals. Another tennis player from Romania, Irina Begu, will be up against Elise Mertens of Belgium, who has so far won all had-to-had matches. Sorana Kirsta, also from Romania, will be up against Laura Siegmund of Germany, while Gabriela Russe will be playing Daria Seville of Australia. Another Romanian player, Jacqueline Christian, will be up against Annette Contevate of Estonia. And now to end the news bulletin, here is a reminder of the main stories. The government in Bucharest has endorsed an emergency ordinance providing for a 30 euros pay rise for state employees starting August the 1st, Labour Minister Marius Budai has announced. Draft laws on the reform of Romania's education system could be submitted to the government in early September, Minister Sorin Campanu has announced. And Romania's football champions CFR Cluj and runners-up FCSB have qualified for the next stage of Europa Conference League. And that was the news from Radio Romania International in Bucharest. The public debates on the education bills have come to an end. The new legislation provides for major changes, including with respect to evaluation of pupils and admission to high school and university. I'm Cristina Mateescu with this report by Daniela Budu. The public consultations on the new education laws have come to an end after one month and a half. According to Education Minister Sorin Campano, the Ministry received almost 1,500 proposals to improve the bills for pre-university and higher education after 75 rounds of talks. This was the biggest public debate on a piece of legislation in Romania, taking place over 43 days, says Minister Campano. Cele 1486 de seturi de propuneri totalizează mai mult de 9000 de amendamente propuse. We received 1486 proposals amounting to more than 9000 amendments. These fall into four categories: 
Some are strongly justified with arguments, some are mere requests, others are repeats, and yet others are antagonistic. All of them will be analyzed with utmost care over the coming days, so that by next week we can arrive at a format that can be submitted for approval. Education Minister Sorin Kampano also said he hoped that after the bills are approved by the government, they will go through the parliamentary process by the end of the year. The plan is for some of the provisions to come into force beginning with the next school year, with a full implementation scheduled to take place by 2027. The new legislation is based on several pillars, said the minister, such as improving the quality of the study programme, ensuring equal access to education and the efficient guidance of pupils to obtain the needed skills. Large-scale changes of the current education system are envisaged, from admission to high school and university to curriculum and pupil evaluation. There are also provisions about supporting vulnerable children. The new legislation has come, however, under harsh criticism from many teachers, school managers, education experts, parents and students. Moreover, some university teachers and cultural figures have requested that the period of public debate be extended until this autumn, as the new laws are of strategic importance. The National Alliance of Student Organizations also said that debates must continue at least until the end of September to ensure an optimal framework for consultation. The Education Ministry has rejected the idea and said there are two more stages at which the bills can be amended. Next week, the education bills are due to be submitted to the Ministries of Finance, Justice and Labour, to the Legislative Council and the Economic and Social Council. And that was Radio Newsreel. Next in this program, sports. Next in sports, stay tuned for the latest news from football. Two Romanian clubs have qualified for the group stage of the European competition Conference League. On Thursday, CFR Cluj and FCSB both won their playoff matches, while Universitatea Craiova missed their qualification in a dramatic match. FCSB travelled to Norway, having lost at home 1-2 to Viking Stavanger. Away, however, FCSB put on a determined play, and luck was on their side. Vikings goalkeeper Patrick Gunnarsson made some mistakes, which cost his team dearly. FCSB scored first three minutes into the match, thanks to a header from Malcolm Ejuma after a pass from Florinel Coman. Vikings Zlatko Tripic scored the equalizing goal on minute 26 from a penalty shot 
after the Romanian goalkeeper tackled Daniel Karlsbach. Ten minutes into the second half, Andrei Korda scored for 2-1 for FFCSB, and Risto Radunovic scored the final goal of the match following a penalty kick in the fourth minute of extra time, taking the final score to 3-1. This is the first time since 2017 that FCSB reached the group stage of a European competition. In Cluj, CFR received the Slovenian side NK Maribor, having drawn nil all in their away match. CFR missed many opportunities to score, but the Slovenian side were equally dangerous. It wasn't until minute 90 that CFR managed to score, with their defender Lovrot Kvek achieving a spectacular overhead. This is the fourth time that CFR have reached the group stage of a European competition. Universitatea Craiova failed to qualify for the Conference League groups. After a one-all draw against the Israeli side Hapoel Beersheva in the first leg, Krajowa's Ante Rogulic opened the score in extra time on minute 105, but Hapoel's Tomer Hemed equalized one minute later. Hapoel eventually won the match in the penalty shootouts 4-3, after two misses from Krajowa's Andrei Ivan and Nikushor Banku. Finally in sports, the seventh leg of the Romanian Super League is taking place this weekend, from Friday to Sunday and on Monday. In the standings so far, Farul and Rapid are in the lead with 12 points each, followed by FC Botoshan with 11 points. And that's all in sports. Time now for Song of the Day. We invite you to listen to Romanian group Ruine with their hit What's Up?
Focus on Romania. The Green Planet. Hello, this is Daniel Bills to the microphone. The Carpathia Conservation Foundation, jointly with the Forest District Association, have kicked off a reforestation program in the areas recently destroyed by large-scale logging in the Fagarash Mountains in central Romania. The target for this spring amounts to 100 hectares and benefits from financial support from the European Commission through its LIFE program. 435,000 seedlings are being planted in four environmental reconstruction areas at Grapele, a region affected by massive logging and arsons, Dobroneagu, Valea Dumbovice and Lerești. The seedlings of local species either come from Carpathia nurseries or are purchased from local producers. Here is Mihai Zota, conservationist director with the aforementioned foundation. I can tell you that there is a long way from planting these seedlings to a real forest, particularly in our case as we are trying to rebuild the natural forest environments which existed in this area but have been cut down. It was a certain trend back in the communist era, but also after it, to replace forests of beech and sycamore with spruce, as spruce was believed to be a species which takes to the soil faster and its timber can be used in constructions. We are now doing some history research in an attempt to identify the real forests that were covering these areas in ancient times and try to rebuild them accordingly. This aspect is very important to us because we believe that nature knew better than us, people, which are the right type of trees to cover a certain area, as this process happened in millions of years. And whenever man intervenes, nature fights back, and we are witnessing all sorts of unwanted phenomena, like the appearance of huge swarms of insects, wind snaps, wind throws, etc. Mr. Zota is actually referring here to an environmental reconstruction instead of reforestation because the process of creating a new forest entails many more activities besides the actual planting of trees. In all these zones, we have a number of pieces of probe on every hectare of tree in which we count and identify what plants natural exist now. We are conducting tests on various hectares in all these areas in an attempt to identify how many natural seedlings we are having on the ground. Seedlings appear naturally after any logging, but they are not enough to make the forest regenerate by itself. 
we always find seedlings from various species after deforestation. Afterwards, we are making comparisons between what was the forest like many years ago, and then we drew our conclusions what species to plant so that we rebuilt the forest like it was back then. We are not trying to outclass the engineering skills of Mother Nature, but we are making some predictions because research shows that in the next 50 years, forests are likely to go up at least 100 meters, covering more land uphill. And if we are now seeing beech trees at 1400 meters up in the Fagarash Mountains, in 50 years we are going to see it at altitudes of 1600 meters. So we are trying to take into account these phenomena, influenced by global warming, of course. After we have identified the composition and the number of seedlings we are going to need, we do our work in two big stages, in spring and autumn. Why we need two stages? Because we have noticed that due to climate changes, the period of time we can plant these seedlings has shortened. The seedlings used in this project come from two nurseries and greenhouses and they have been grown naturally in good conditions without chemical additives used. So the process of building a forest from scratch isn't simple at all and needs maintenance works for at least seven years. Without a proper monitoring and constant maintenance, such barren areas are difficult to be built into real forests. Besides all its environmental functions, a forest like this can sustain an entire social system. 120 daily workers and scores of forestry employees are presently being involved with such like reforestation projects. And that's all from our regular feature, The Green Planet. Next up in this broadcast is Song of the Day. Listen to a new Romanian pop music song with Vank featuring Anastasia Radu. It's called I'm Missing You. Când nu pot să-ți ating pielea 
Mă uit la poze să-mi fac sânge rău Că și-n vene curge numele tău Iar este azi și n-are cine Să te aducă la mine De-ar fi cineva să-l plătesc cu oricât Să te aducă la mine și atât Mi-e dor de tine și cam asta e Nu pot să te uit și habar n-am de ce Mi-e dor de tine, dar mai tare S-arată ca o viață fericită Săracii de ei nici nu știu ce-i fericirea Dacă nu ți-a văzut privirea Și poate într-o zi pe o stradă Pe o podea de mansardă Vom sta dezbrăcați ascultând niște ceas Mi-e dor de tine, dar mai tare mă doare Că suntem prea mici pentru o iubire așa mare Next on Radio Romania International, broadcasting from Bucharest. Expat in Romania. Hello and welcome to Expat to Romania. Today's guest is Giuseppe Tateo, who was born in Bari, Italy. He studied literature and philosophy at the University of Turin, where he continued with a graduate degree in cultural anthropology and ethnology, after which he pursued a PhD in social anthropology at the Max Planck Institute in Germany. He did a lot of research at prestigious universities in Europe, in Latvia, the Czech Republic, and Germany, and had a postdoctoral research scholarship at the New Europe College in Bucharest, and is a member of the Society for Romanian Studies. As an anthropologist, he did field work, first for 16 months in Bucharest, three months in Chisinau, the Republic of Moldova, and Sighetu Marmației in northern Romania, which he visited several times between 2011 and 2019. We asked him what sparked his interest for Romania. Hello and thank you for the presentation. 
my interest was sparked in a natural yet unexpected way. I came to Romania for the first time in 2007 as a volunteer, went to Sighetu Marmati with a group of Italian Jesuits who set up a family house in the region of Maramuresh 20 years ago. I was pretty young when I came, I was 17, and I learned the language pretty fast. The place where I was lucky to volunteer was very welcoming to me, and I developed friendships with the people there. I came back several times, practically every summer, for several years, until the moment I got interested in anthropology. I decided to do field research and to write my undergraduate and graduate theses on the Republic of Moldova first, then about Romania. So naturally, my research and academic interest went hand in hand with my interest in Romanian language and culture. This is how I got to live for two years in Bucharest, and Romania became a part of my life. Giuseppe Tateo's Romanian language is very good, and we asked him how he approached it, given the cultural and historical similarities. It was simple. I approached it first in Sighetu Marmati with the locals, not just Romanians, but Hungarians too. These two languages were equally interesting for me. Of course, I learned Romanian, which doesn't take much effort for me, not like Hungarian, which is too complicated. Of course, it was fascinating, because when I did research about the Orthodox religion, I had to learn the language better. I basically discovered a new language, the church language, which is further away from Latin vocabulary, because it has borrowed words from Old Church Slavonic. This was another stage that became a part of my life. And now I strive to read books in Romanian, to read news in Romanian, to refresh my knowledge. Giuseppe Tateo has a lot of experience in Romania. His studies on the construction of the Romanian Orthodox churches took him all over the country and he met a lot of people. This has been Expat in Romania. listening to Radio Romania International. Next in this broadcast, listen to music highlights at the microphone Vlad Palgu. The semi-finals of the Georgia Nescu International Music Contest are drawing near, which is why today we will play for you excerpts performed by some of this year's contenders. We start with a piece from Suite Number no. 6 in D major for solo cello by Johann Sebastian Bach. Performing is Sofia Blindu. Thank you. 
The violin section too has seen a total of 21 competitors enrolled in the online phase. Of them, Stefana Produ, a graduate of the Dinulipati High School in the capital city, has had a remarkable performance. Let's listen to him performing an own composition, the first part of Concerto Number no. One for violin.
Finally, in the piano section, Daria Ioana Tudor, a graduate of the Royal Conservatory in Scotland and currently enrolled at the Fine Arts University in Berlin, stood out with a stellar performance. She will be performing Rondo a Capriccio by Radu Paladi. Living Romania.
You are listening to Radio Romania International. Coming up next, Through the Looking Glass. Welcome to a new edition of Through the Looking Glass, in which we look at recent decisions taken at EU level, decisions that also concern Romania. I'm your host, Elena Enake. Today we will find out about the financial scheme the European Commission approved for Romania for the production of renewable hydrogen, and also about efforts to cover humanitarian needs in Ukraine. Stay tuned. <music> On August 8th, the European Commission approved under EU state aid rules a 149 million euro Romanian scheme made available through the Recovery and Resilience Facility to support the production of renewable hydrogen. The measure aims to contribute to the development of renewable hydrogen in line with the objectives of the EU hydrogen strategy and the EU Green Deal. The scheme will also contribute to the objectives of the Repower EU plan to reduce dependence on Russian fossil fuel and fast-forward the green transition. In a message posted on the EU's website, the Executive Vice President Margrethe Vestager, in charge of competition policy, said, quote, This 149 million euro scheme enables Romania to step up its renewable hydrogen production capacities while limiting possible distortions of competition. Not only will the measure adopted today contribute to the achievement of the EU hydrogen strategy and the EU Green Deal ambitions, it will also help Romania in replacing natural gas, coal and oil in hard-to-decarbonize industries and transport sectors and in reducing its dependence on imported fossil fuels in line with the Repower EU plan." Unquote. The scheme notified by Romania, which will run until 31st of December 2023, will be partially funded through the Recovery and Resilience Facility. It is aimed at supporting the construction of new installations for the production of renewable hydrogen to achieve by 31st December 2025 renewable hydrogen production capacities of at least 10,000 tons of hydrogen per year. The scheme is open to companies of all sizes that are active in the production of hydrogen or electricity, administrative territorial units or national institutes for research and development in the field of energy including associations or partnerships formed by those actors, the European Commission said in a press release. Under the scheme, the support will take the form of direct grants. The maximum amount of aid that can be granted per project will not exceed 50 million euros. The projects will be selected through a transparent bidding process. You are listening to Radio Romania International. Through the Looking Glass continues. Since the start of Russia's invasion on February 24, the humanitarian needs in Ukraine have risen to unprecedented levels. 
The ongoing war endangers the lives of civilians and causes severe damage to housing, water and electricity supply, heating but also public infrastructure such as schools and health facilities. Millions of people have no access to basic needs. In light of all this, the European Union has mobilized all possible resources to enable emergency assistance into Ukraine. In response to Russia's military aggression against Ukraine, the European Commission is coordinating its largest ever operation under the EU Civil Protection Mechanism. All 27 EU countries, plus Norway, Turkey and North Macedonia, have offered in-kind assistance ranging from medical supplies and shelter items to vehicles and energy equipment. Given the immense need for medical supplies in Ukraine, the EU has also deployed its strategic rescue reserves. The European Commission has allocated 348 million euros for humanitarian aid programs to help civilians affected by the war in Ukraine. This includes respectively 335 million euros for Ukraine and 13 million euros for Moldova. EU humanitarian funding is helping people inside Ukraine by providing them with food, water, essential household items, healthcare, psychological support, emergency shelter, protection and cash assistance to help cover their basic needs. Dear friends, that's been all from Through the Looking Glass today. I leave you in the company of music. Listen to Nikolifantis with a song entitled... Teva sute, mai bine zis un port deschis în care vin mereu din măr de vis, vin, ne mai văzute. Și toate astea nu sunt basme, și tot ce spun nu sunt povești.
Tishar, și boia și aur greu, Balcan albastru, arome dulci, ființa mea din toată lumea, împletea acolo în porci, ca la un teatru. Și toate astea nu sunt basme, și tot ce spun nu sunt povești. Răspunde tu și tu și tu de știi Răspunde tu cine ești Și toate astea nu sunt basme Și tot ce spun nu sunt povești Răspunde tu și tu și tu de știi Focus on Romania. Coming up next on Radio Romania International. Simply Folk. After building a successful career in Romania, Anna Montan moved to Spain, but she still returns to her home country a few times a year, always making sure she visits the village where she was born, Luncan, in Cluj County in central Romania, and which recently presented her with a special award for her contribution to promoting local traditions. To end this broadcast, let's listen to Anna Montano with a song she first recorded in 1978, called My Lover from Last Night. Și eu ce strâng pe cine, lai, 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 lai
And with that, our broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa has come to an end. You can listen to our next programme for Western Europe at 1700 hours UTC on 9760 kHz in the DRM system and on 11850 kHz in analog system. Listeners in Africa can receive our programmes tomorrow at 1100 hours UTC on 15320 and 17670 kHz. We can also be heard on the internet at www.ri.ro. If you have any comments or suggestions, please write an email at engl at ri.ro. Goodbye. <laughs>